0: me into the tormented, haunted,
1: half-lit
0: night of the insane. This is my one. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad.
1: Hi, and welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your guide Kinsey. I'm your guide Donna. I'm your guide Max. And this week, we watched the 1980, would you say cult classic?
0: I think cult classic would be the appropriate descriptor.
1: Okay. Cult classic film, Fade to Black. Uh, We'll be, I mean, granted, it's, it's an older film, so we'll be in spoiler territory pretty fast. But let's go around. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Had you seen it before? I had not seen it before. To the best of my knowledge, I had not heard of it before. I enjoyed it. I didn't... Love it, but I enjoyed it. I was entertained by this film. And there was a surprise pretty Mickey Roark situation, so that was a nice surprise. Yeah. But yeah, I I enjoyed it. I was entertained by this film. All,
0: well, not all year. I think ever since Cat People, uh, I've been dreading (laughs) this movie. (laughs) <laughs> because it was 100% my suggestion, I had never seen it before, and it was 100% in violation of the new rule that we don't suggest movies based simply on the fact that Roger Ebert liked it. Uh, it was staring at me the whole time. I'm like, God, I hope that one's good. And there are things I I was entertained by. There are things I liked. I, I it, more like the setting and than anything else. Uh, the movie itself is kind of a mess. Yeah. yeah. Um uh like I think I had just rewatched the first Friday the 13th recently as well, uh, in this last month or so. And that's a mess. But when that movie has a sharper cinematography and editing style than this movie, it, it's glaring, especially when this movie's about oh, the wonder of movies and, and how great movies are, it's not an exceptionally well made movie. Or even in the binary state of well-made and not well-made, it is a not well-made movie. But I agree with Donna. There are elements.
1: Are you saying that because in the back of your mind, you're thinking there, but for the grace of God, go I? The movie's
0: m- movie works the best when I'm in that mode, where I'm like, oh, there <laughs> she I, I I am two to three coin flips away from this guy. <laughs> you're absolutely right. <laughs> In those moments, I feel the movie deeply. But for a movie that is into the the very media of movie, it's not a very well made one. I I, I needed a better cinematographer. It needed a a more confident editor. the The mechanics of the movie fall flat, which is very egregious in a movie like this. I think.
1: Yeah, I. I hadn't seen this before. In fact, it wasn't until I think it was last year Shutter got it. And that was the first time I heard of it because they were very excited about it. Yeah, it's OK. I think, yeah. you know, Mac, you've kind of hit the nail on the head. It's it's not confident. It's clunky in parts. It's got moments that are really well done mm-hmm. and really interesting, but it's fine. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't for me. And that's OK. I'm OK with that. Not a full cat
0: people situation. So I was relieved.
1: Oh, for sure. There was no, I mean, just the the lack of a um, Malcolm McDowell walking around shirtless. Hitting on his sister. Yeah. Hitting on his sister. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, it wasn't full cat people, but maybe it could have been improved by a Bowie song. A Bowie song would have gone a long way. Honest to God, they had,
0: they, these. this movie's traded soundtracks with cat people. We would have been in a better situation. This movie would have been vastly improved, and then we could have just put cat people on an ice floe and yeah. watch it drift into the ocean.
1: <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly.
0: The rule is still valid. I don't get to suggest movies based simply oh. on Roger <laughs> Ebert recommendations. I
1: mean, a one-in-one situation does not invalidate the rule. But I just want to say, I think I think the main character's uh, commitment to the bit um, did a lot for this movie. Yes, yeah, I'll, I'll go with that. Well, for those of you who don't know what Fade to Black is about, our good good buddies at IMDb want you to know that a shy, lonely film buff embarks on a killing spree against those who browbeat and betray him. All the while stalking his idol, a Marilyn Monroe lookalike.
0: And she was, underline, a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. It it was not like the movie said, oh, this lady looks like Marilyn Monroe, just go with it.
1: No, she she She, looked like... She wasn't just a pretty blonde. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the budget for this film was probably spent on makeup and hair for her to make her look like... a
0: little bit. her whole career has been looking like Marilyn Monroe. She got like two or three movies in the eighties and then like vanished into obscurity. So no, that's all her.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. That's kind of sad.
0: She didn't seem too bothered by it. I think she knew she had a moment there where she could offer a very certain quality to the movies. And when she was done, she was done.
1: Okay. So before we really start getting very deep into, uh, I'm going to refer to the main character as Eddie Spaghetti, because that's the first thing I saw him in, was the OG yep. It. <laughs>
0: yep, he was he was Eddie Casper. But also, what it's about, before we forget. Oh,
1: yes, 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 please, Matt.
0: It's a a prolonged ad for Coal Miner's Daughter might have missed the point a little bit.
1: <laughs> Explain.
0: Uh, the whole, like, for the whole movie, anytime they're around uh, Grauman's Chinese Theater... Uh, coal Miner's Daughter is playing there and there's the big banner there and so it's
1: <laughs> literally always in the
0: background like hey by the way Coal Miner's Daughter go see that
1: <laughs> oh my gosh okay that's pretty good yeah I know I, I think it was about the second time that they were at the theater that's when I noticed it because the other movies I didn't recognize and then I was like Coal Miner's Daughter I was like and then after that, it's like you can't unsee it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then the, the whole climax, every shot, there's at least one piece of the coal miner's daughter banner where I'm like, okay, well, you know, hope hope they paid you a little bit for that.
1: I mean, it's uh-huh. a good, coal miner's daughter is a good movie. Not so. a bad
0: movie at all. It's, it's just, uh, it, it feels like bad corporate synergy if, the, if there was any. Like, you know, I don't see the fade to black audience being the, <laughs> oh, I got to go see coal miner's daughter audience.
1: Unless he had dressed like Carrie at one point, then you could have sure. you could have made that argument. But he uh, doesn't.
0: Also, the the audience that is the fade to black audience is also possibly the I'll go see anything audience. So
1: there could be you, an argument there. Do
0: yeah. you need to even advertise those movies? It's like, hey, movie here. I'm like, oh, really? Now these days, you could say movie here in 35 millimeter. I'm like, no, no, no stop me. You you had me at millimeter. Don't even, don't, don't don't talk yourself out of the sale. I'm here. <laughs> and, and there it's probably in 70 millimeter, but I digress.
1: So how old was he supposed to be? I would say he was probably mid-20s.
0: That would be my guess. No older than 25, no younger than 20.
1: There's a couple of places where I was wondering if he was supposed to be like a teenager, especially mm-hmm. when they brought in the Moriarty character, because... Yeah. You know the whole, you know we can help him. Business is usually applied to kids, and so I, I I wondered if he was supposed to be a teenager.
0: You got sort of Cody vibes from Christine at times. Yeah. Yeah. Cody. I said Cody. Charlie. Is it Charlie?
1: No. 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 I have now I for- forgot his name.
0: Or is it Corey? <laughs> Our final episode of the season will be Christine, by the way, and we will answer that and many more questions. Arnie. No, here's where I was fucking up. Uh, he's Arnie Cunningham, Cunningham, and the character in Halloween ends is Cody Cunningham, in a very explicit reference to this. And I'm I'm all lost in the Carpenter verse over here. <laughs> yeah. Whatever that guy's name is. A very I'm- Guy in Christine or in Halloween ends vibe, whichever you like. Both work.
1: I'm gonna take my excuse from the Cunningham and that I couldn't get past the C in Cunningham. That's that's my excuse. Yeah I don't know what you're all y'all are doing for your excuse, but that's my excuse.
0: Oh, I, I just lost my mind. There's no excuse. Right.
1: I have I have no excuse, so
0: that's <laughs> she didn't Kenzie didn't get involved in it. She's she's blameless in all of this. you
1: you've only seen it once. That's your excuse. That's yeah. right.
0: where were we about fade to black
1: (laughs) uh we were talking about his age and yeah you you had actually opened the door to talk about uh moriarty aka tim thomerson's character (laughs) that was a note of mine that is still making me giggle the man was doing cocaine in a police station Hmm. how did i miss that when he's getting set up in his office you see him do a bump off his finger and the the beautiful police lady is kind of watching him set up. And then he does another bump of cocaine like it's like like it's how
0: in the hell did Atkins with the T not get this role?
1: That was Atkins with a T. I mean, it just was. I'm sorry. Don't tell me differently. Like,
0: like Atkins with a T had to turn him down.
1: They couldn't afford him.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, hey, we, we wrote this for you, Atkins with a T. He's like, mustache check, cocaine check. It <laughs> looks all good. What's the price? Oh, I can't do that, guys. Sorry. Good luck.
1: I, I prefer to think that he looked at this and says, this role cannot stand my pure machismo. Ooh. I will walk into this police station and it will fall down around me. No, <laughs> I can't in good conscience take this role. Donna out of my brain because I was thinking that and you beat me to it and I'm I love you for that Donna Uh I want you to know Uh I mean alternate theory this was 1980 so the fog would have been coming out so he might have been busy yeah he might have been busy that's not as fun no it's no it's it's definitely not as fun I love the tableau that we're painting here I love it I'm here for it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, man did cocaine in a police station, that is. Okay, I, I like him a little better now. Having <laughs> said that, I'm a little annoyed that they introduced this character and then spent the whole movie not sure what they were doing with him. Was he a serious character? Were we supposed to take him seriously? Or we were supposed to make fun of him? They couldn't quite figure out whether we were on his side or not. Yeah. Because the fact is that if someone like him would have gotten to Eric a lot earlier, that would have helped. That would have seriously helped. If someone would have come in and gone, wow, this is not healthy. We need to do something about this. We could have saved a lot of people. Could have. Yeah. It would have been a shorter movie. Yeah. And and a lot more uplifting one. hmm Yeah. So they, they really needed to decide whether... We are for the we're going to help these kids or against the we're going to help these kids. And pick a lane. Just pick a lane. (laughs) Are we for help these kids or against help these kids? I think Moriarty was definitely team help these kids. I think it was he just did not have the support. Yeah. Well, not so much him, the movie. Oh, Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he was he was. I mean, right up until the end, he was like, "We can help you," which was great. I mean, I don't think he could help much at that point. No, I mean, Eric was either going to jail or going to die, so yeah. there was there was there was not much helping going to happen at I mean, that point. You could make the argument though that if Moriarty had now, granted, this is 1980, so you know, take this with a grain of salt. But because of the nature of his upbringing and the uh, nature of the kills, he could have had an insanity defense. And it could have been... Now, like I said, it's 1980, grain yeah. Assault, but...
0: If everybody in that courtroom is doing enough blow, then maybe they might see it.
1: <laughs> it is L.A. I mean, everyone probably was doing blow, Max, so... Yeah. yeah. So do we want to start talking about... Uh... Eric's kills and the nature of them. Sure. All right. His, and I want to put air quotes around this, Auntie. That one's really, I don't want to say it's accidental, but it wasn't thought out for. Mm. It was, it was the most impulsive of them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, when you shove a woman down the stairs in a wheelchair, that doesn't work. But the, next one is that he is dressed as Dracula and we're talking Bella Lugosi like it looked it looked amazing like I I'm still thinking about that makeup with how it looked on him
0: it it looked like Lugosi they had Christopher Lee spliced into the movie at various points I'm not sure why yeah and he went to go see either Creature from the Black Lagoon, or I honestly think Revenge of the Creature from the Black Lagoon, based on that footage. So, I don't don't know. Why why dress up as Dracula for a Gilman movie?
1: Yeah, and we'd already seen, like, Gilman clips. I just assumed it was Halloween. (laughs) I think it's because they could... I mean, he looked good in Dracula makeup, and I think they had easy access to Creature from the Black Lagoon footage.
0: Oh, I get the the mechanics behind the scenes. I just don't oh. know why Binford decided to dress up as Dracula for a re- either revenge or creature uh, screening.
1: Well, then, I mean, he he liked. I mean, I think he knew he looked good. Did yeah. He well, I was I was gonna say no. He did dress up as a mummy.
0: Yeah, like is he? A, is, if he dislikes the Gillman so much, why go to the Gillman showing? But then again it's because it's a movie and it is showing so that impulse i do understand
1: i guess because there of how other people were dressed that just that's why i assumed okay it's halloween like there were other mm. people dressed then again it could it's la it's la in 1980 so that could have just been a tuesday really? I, yeah. I don't know yeah if you see somebody in costume and makeup you're i assume i've never been to la i i i, I saw i i assume if you see yeah. someone in costume and makeup into L.A., you don't pay any attention. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I have been to L.A., but it was 2000, and there were definitely people in costume, but they're wanting you to take pictures with them and then pay them, so I mean, okay.
0: Near Grauman's Chinese Theater. Mm-hmm.
1: Fam- Actually, ex- exactly where it was.
0: <laughs> the, the famed uh, player of Miner's Daughter. <laughs>
1: But yeah, you, Donna, you brought up the mummy costume, which the mummy was also well done. I,
0: I, I take this back. I don't think it was, uh, the Gillman movie. It was Night of the Living Dead that he shot, oh, Christmas Dracula. Yeah. I, I have this in my notes. Like, I, yeah, I, I, I he did see Creature at some point. When uh, he's
1: talking to Marilyn, is when, yeah. he, when he sees it. Cause he's like, what movie did, uh, he named the actor's name take you to see in Seven Year Itch? And I, I mumbled to myself, I was like, oh, it's Creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: Right. I got that mixed up, but still, I think the point remains. I don't know why he dressed up as Dracula for Night of the Living Dead,
1: and I think that's why I, th- I assumed it was Halloween because mm. it was that. But it could be a Tuesday. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Except that his his desire to get away with it seems to go down throughout the film. You know, like it's pretty easy to get away with it because with with Stella, because her wheelchair is not working. Yeah, and presumably whatever was making her wheelchair not work continued to not work. So
0: and she wrecked his 35 millimeter projector. It's one of those like shining moments where I'm like, yes, he's overreacting, but she also shouldn't have read the in-progress writing on the desk. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, he's overreacting. But that, that that that's even in 1980, that that 16 millimeter projector is a finely tuned piece of machinery and probably shouldn't have been wrecked in such a a I mean, careless fashion.
1: I think even the most peaceful among us were like, yeah she had it coming yeah and all of us are now singing Chicago in our head, I know but she had it coming and I don't think any of us were really that sorry
0: no, he's still very sympathetic with that kill
1: he is yeah. still very sympathetic at that point we're all going, I mean, he's going to jail but we all understand what happened there. It's then going forward that we're all a little bit like Yeah. Take a value, my dude. Those are all readily available. Was that what he what he was taking at the end? Or that was that uppers? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't think it was uppers. He was in
0: kind of a mania to where you'd be forgiven for thinking it was uppers.
1: Yeah. Cause it was well, like Ooh. what she was taking was definitely not uppers. No. no. So who was remind me who was the cowboy that he dressed up as when he killed Mickey Rourke? Hopalong, uh,
0: Hop-a-long Cassidy, yeah. Okay,
1: that's what I thought it was. Hopalong Cassidy.
0: Who uh, his either he did or his his heirs wanted to sue the film because they didn't get authorization oh. for the use of his image.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, so we had Dracula, Hopalong Cassidy, the Mummy, and then random Cagney gangster. Or was he a specific? No, that was a specific Cagney gangster. Okay, from White Heat. White Heat. Okay, so that was White Heat. Okay, but again, I mean the the actor, the Eric. I mean, I feel like he did a really good job with all that. That's the thing. It's like he his performance is stellar in this, in a not so good execution of, and not on him. That's not on him. Like that is as we talked earlier that's the director cinematographer like he yeah. is making the best with the writing like he he did his research on the impressions and things of that nature
0: he's a little overacting i i think at times for what i what i would love to see but uh yes ag- agree ultimately
1: well one of my favorite things that he would do he would be fully into like the mummy like there he is i mean he's doing a good mummy he's all you know one hand to chest one hand reaching out fully physically into the role and then he kicks the the pills away you know the boss finally goes still and then he just giggles you know just completely breaks character and giggles and it's just i don't know that little character break just just did it for me. Like that that moment was what really did it for me with him and his character. And he did that several times with I don't remember if he did it with Hopalong Cassidy, but I'm pretty sure he did it with um Dracula, maybe? Well Dracula was also kind of another accident. Like I mean, I don't think I think he was trying to scare her like he did Marilyn. I don't think he was meaning to kill her. Agree. Mm. So anyway, the little character break, I just found delightful. I just, I thought that was fantastic. And it's, it's what made the bit work for me. Overacting? Yeah, probably. I mean, it was a young man doing um, impressions. Yeah. But I don't know, that actor in that part, it worked for me. He was good. What else do we have? There's a, there's a bit of trivia
0: Early cameo uh, from film star once and possibly future James T. Kirk himself. Chris Pine is in this film. Uh, His mother plays, uh, forgetting the character's name, Lady Cop. uh, Officer Ann Oshinbull, Gwynne Guilford, is uh, with child during the production of this movie and gave birth to Chris Pine shortly after. And I don't know about shortly after, but sometime after the wrapping of production so
1: she was pregnant enough that they had to do some fancy shot work so it was probably shortly after
0: some fancy sh- shot work it wasn't like uh like tv ca- tv actor is pregnant and they're just going to be wearing drapey coats and always have something in front of them tricks but mm-hmm. yes you're right
1: so yeah so one of the best actors in this film chris pine it's true <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> I bet he was a cute baby.
0: Cause, baby, look at him
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I uh, I just came across that bit of trivia this morning and was dismayed to find out Mac already knew it, which meant I didn't get to say it. Weirdly, he's not in the credits. Maybe it's Weird. future future Blu-ray release. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, by the time we got to the director, Gary Bialy, he didn't seem to care much about being caught anymore. Before, he was doing a good job of disguising himself. Yeah. But for Gary Bialy, he just walked in with his full face and told a whole bunch of people to leave, which is, you know, how you get caught committing murder. Not to mention driving a very distinctive car. Yeah. (laughs) That is... Easy to to notice, even in L.A. Knew his, his time as a serial killer was coming to an end. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done. I'm done hiding my tracks. I'm now hanging flags on my tracks. <laughs> True. So I was very confused by his actions. Was he trying to take faux Maryland with him, or was he not trying to take faux Maryland with him?
0: I think if he were here, he would not have a solid answer for you.
1: Yeah, that was that was very unclear for a while. It looked like yeah. he was wanting to. Well, I was expecting it to be a King Kong thing. Like that's honestly on what... some
0: level it probably was.
1: Okay, yeah. that's what I was expecting it to be was King Kong esque, and it then when it wasn't that, I was like, oh well, okay. I think if he would have kept her up there and still been shot, I think it could have. You could make that argument, but yeah. the fact that he was like, oh, no, I've been just giving you a whole bunch of drugs, so I'm going to lock you out mm-hmm. of the roof of man's Chinese theater. Boy, well, you're right. She was in four movies from 1980 to 1983, and then she's done. Yeah. Oh, wait, she's got a few more. She's got a few more.
0: But but essentially.
1: Yeah. She, she goes to 1988, and then, and then she's okay. done. I guess she made enough money to retire on, and then she was like, "Okay." Yeah. yeah.
0: From all indications, she doesn't seem upset about it. She knew what she was there for, and mm-hmm. there's not a market for older Marilyn Monroe lookalikes because eventually you just don't look like her anymore.
1: Yeah, true. I gotta say, I don't have a whole lot more to say about this film.
0: The the only other note I guess I would really have is when he's having that argument with uh, Pretty Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Like, hey, yeah. did you know this? Did you know that? I knew all the things that he was saying.
1: Okay, so what is... Uh, what's his name's last name?
0: I forget now. What was what was the full
1: question? <laughs> what is Rick's full oh, name?
0: Uh, shit. Because I had watched that too recently. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to look it up. And yeah, I will, it, it
1: I will admit me,
0: if I was right or wrong.
1: It occurred to me while watching that that... Oh yeah. I was
0: right. I was going to say Blaine, and it is.
1: I knew that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I knew I, that.
0: I was like, Blaine. And then I'm thinking like, that can't be right. Rick Blaine, that can't be the guy's name. Yeah. But the thing about the, the the theater where Oswald was captured, I've been to that theater and I saw Who Framed Roger Rabbit in 35mm there a couple of years ago. Now they don't show in 35mm anymore, I think. So fuck them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did not know any of those things. Now, I would be interested to see if this movie was made currently and if they're doing like, 80s and 90s stuff, how then I would feel, like, attacked.
0: <laughs> right. There's that, but I mean, in that moment it, it would be difficult. It's not something you can just go look up in yeah. 1980. There's not IMDb that would get it wrong or any other source <laughs> that might get it right. And you couldn't go just go watch the movie immediately, although they theoretically could because they've got a man. Oh, I love that place. That was that was beautiful. I'm like, I thought uh, of you. Yeah. Binford, your life is not bad, man.
1: (laughs) I thought of you as soon as I realized what we were looking at. Like, yeah,
0: I was like, (gasps) (gasps) oh, yeah, I, I want to go to there.
1: Look at all the film. (laughs) Glorious.
0: Yes. I knew the answer without looking it up. I only looked it up to confirm I was right. And I was.
1: Very proud of you.
0: Thank you. I'm proud of me too.
1: I could not have pulled Blaine. I want to be very clear. I could not have pulled Blaine. But as soon as you said Blaine, I was like, yes. Yeah. I did know that.
0: Those kind of questions are much easier to answer now. Because, I mean, literally, you you could just see the movie. I can pull the movie up on my phone. But back then, you had to wait for a theater to actually run it again to see it again, or TV to run it.
1: Right. Yeah, I could not have pulled that. I know I've seen seen Casablanca, but I think I've only seen it one time.
0: Yeah,
1: he doesn't get the girl.
0: He True. Get the girl. Spoilers, Donna. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Movie's eighty-one years old. People, some people haven't gotten around to it yet.
1: <laughs> uh, he could have gotten the girl. Could. have. He could have.
0: He he sends the girl on.
1: That would be a better he he catches and releases.
0: Yes. That that was actually the alternate title to to the movie. (laughs) Bogart catches and releases Ingrid Bergman. (laughs) You know, we need something punchier. It's not fitting on the poster like you would think.
1: (laughs) See Bogey in catch and release. Yeah. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> I have amused myself <laughs> with with help from Mac That Kenzie. We do what we can. We do what we can.
0: What else is the podcast for, really? True.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I have our quote. And because of this movie and what it's about, yeah, it's a little on the nose, but it just, it feels right. It's just, it's perfect. You could actually even probably put it on the poster. But the quote is, I go to a lot of movies. It's my thing. He does. He I does know. go to a lot of movies.
0: Yeah. Hey, oh, I, I checked out there. I thought you were talking
1: about me. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 too. I mean, <laughs> we already know this is an AU timeline of Max Life.
0: Pretty much, yeah. If I'd been doing a few years earlier and a few inches crazier. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Donna has our rule. I do have our rule. This is more of a, a technical rule, but it's just respect projection equipment because it is expensive and it yeah. is fragile. And, and in about awful. 40
0: years, they're going to be gone.
1: <laughs> that also. But also the celluloid that's in it is, is it scratches easily and it can burn. And if you don't, you might get shoved down the stairs in your wheelchair.
0: And depending on how old the film is, if you've seen *Inglorious Bastards, if it catches fire, that's it. You're done. Yeah. Son.
1: Let me you might get shoved down the stairs by your nephew son. Nephew son. <laughs> nephew son. Nephew son. I think that distinction is important. That's by a, your nephew-son. That is such an arrested development kind of like <laughs> distinction there. Nephew-son like uncle father. <laughs> uncle father. Aunt mother.
0: Then there's somebody, some Japanese character that comes into the story like nephew son. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my God. Um, so next week on our Arrested Development podcast. So- <laughs> <laughs> Mac, you have our poll question.
0: I do, indeed. Tricky movie to have a poll question for, like, that was surrounded by the plot or anything. it's pretty straight ahead. But if you were going to kill someone dressed as a movie character, who would it be and why?
1: I have an answer. Okay. All right. Um, and I definitely have not put any thought into... Hiding my identity before this for any reason whatsoever. All right. Um, I would dress as some character like Gilman or Darth Vader that has a very bulky suit. Because that suit doesn't just hide your face. It hides the contours of your body. And it alters the way you move. And might even
0: hide your height to a bit. And it might even
1: hide your height. Because... Um, while you're wearing that suit, you, your identity is truly hidden, okay? They, they're not going to be able to identify if you're male or female. They're not going to be able to tell your height. They're not going to be able to tell your hair color. And you know what else you're not going to do? You're not going to drop hairs, and you're not going to drop eyelashes, and you're not going to drop little bits of skin. So...
0: You're so in the you, early Binford era where you're, you're still <laughs> wanting to hide this thing. Right? Yeah,
1: you're you're still you're still wanting you're still thinking you're going to go on and live a normal life after this. So <laughs> then you, you do your thing, and then you leave, and then you dispose of the costume elsewhere, and then who knows? Now, I have not been plotting any murders. I want to be very clear. I have not been plotting any murders. <laughs>
0: So, okay. Billy, be sure to include that part in the edit.
1: Yes, I have not been plotting any murders. I have been plotting leaving a letter in a neighbor's mailbox and not being. <laughs> so what you're saying is if you want to borrow my Gilman mask, Donna, that I should be a little bit concerned is what, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> this letter will include the word psychopath. <laughs> I'm not going to do that because I'm a big giant coward. but they did try to kill me so on the road they tried to kill me on the road yes because they are psychopaths all right that's (laughs) enough of that
0: kanzine what you got
1: donna's arguments about disguising height and size and not leaving fibers actually works out to my my suggestion which was going to be sam from trick or treat a good one it's a very good one Now, not for the reasons Donna mentioned, but I'm going to co-sign on those as well, but there's a mischievousness to Sam and a playfulness of when, and also, he wants you to follow some rules. I feel that kind of just lines in with me with the mischievous and also a little bit of the rules, so that is why it's Sam.
0: Uh, You all went with villains and horror characters and things that would hide you? That is not where my mind went at all. Okay, (laughs) okay. <laughs> uh, I ha- I gotta split between the three, uh, and these are all aesthetic choices, not oh let me get away with the choices. Brain gremlin, <laughs> but like it would have to be just like the bad thing. Like I just got like ears sticking out, and it's still my face. The
1: turtleneck, you still have to yeah, say-
0: uh, the the turtleneck and and the blazer. Yeah, yeah so uh, you're
1: in the Cody Jarrett phase.
0: All right. Yeah, yeah. The uh, <laughs> essentially uh, reptilian Fraser Crane. Motif, sure, sure, um, sure. the little tramp, which you know, just because I want to, and then uh, you know, the more we talked about it, Rick Blaine didn't sound like a bad idea.
1: <laughs> so my whole thing wasn't so much a villain aspect; is I'm also looking at my laziness of what I would have to do to get ready for this. Because I did look at Harley, like I, I really did. Sure. But I'm like, man, I gotta put on white face paint because I'm gonna want to be accurate. That's the um. other. Little caveat with me. I'm going to want to look, you know, like you know who I'm supposed to be and accurate. And I'm also a little lazy. So I was like, but Sam's a good choice with the mischievousness and, and it'd be easy. So, okay. I'm all right. All right. Okay. Well, who wants to go first on Happy Place? You go, Kenzie. Okay. About two weeks ago, I switched jobs. And so my job is my Happy Place because it's been a good choice. Yeah. Mentally, Uh, emotionally, I just feel better. And I work with a lot of good people and that I'm genuinely wanted. That is my happy place uh, right now.
0: This will get slowly into our plugs and where we can find this thing, but uh, one of the other fine PartyApocalypse.com podcasts, The Holiday Is Broken, will be celebrating its 100th episode here very soon. And today, later today, in fact, we are doing a super secret a screening of star trek first contact at circle cinema by the time anybody listens to this it'll already have happened so i don't feel weird about saying it so yeah that's it
1: That's really cool well i turned away from a, for a moment and looked at my dog and then turned back with a big giant smile so my happy place has been modified to say y'all pets are the best <laughs> i looked at my dog who has weird giant spider legs, weird long angular spider legs, and she's got her back leg held in her front leg so she can chew on her toenails. (laughs) My dog (laughs) chews on her toenails, and she's got her leg held in her front paws so that she can chew on her toenails. Yes, I am talking about you. She's adorable, (laughs) and I have a cat who is likewise adorable and is going to murder me one day because she likes to leap out of hiding and attack my feet. (laughs) And the other day I followed a dog. Well, the dog wasn't driving the car, but the dog was in the car who would stick his head out of the car and bark at the cars that were passing his (laughs) car. And it was adorable. And he was so pretty. And so, you know what? Pets, dogs, cats, assorted other pets. Are my happy place today? I'll co sign off on, on pets on a happy place. All right. Well, we're still on Twitter at Beyond Cabin. On Facebook, Instagram, and Threads, we're Beyond the Cabin in the Woods. Our website and Blue Sky username is Beyond the Cabin in the I am on Instagram, Threads, and Blue Sky, and Twitter as at Calista77. I am on blue sky at com, and I'm on Instagram at DragonGoblin, but Instagram is about to piss me off because every now and then I'll click on something and find myself at a Play Store encouraging me to download the Threads app and I'm not on Threads, so cut it out, Instagram. You're annoying me.
0: I am on Blue Sky and Spoutable at Party Apocalypse. There is still a Twitter account under that name. There will be no updates in the foreseeable future. PartyApocalypse.com has this podcast and other fine podcasts, as I mentioned earlier, The Holodeck is Broken, Disorganized, a Criminal Minds podcast, and full runs of As the Myth Turns, Friendables, Two Friends, Talking About Hannibal Lecter, and The Fourth Wall. The end.
1: As always, thank you to our editor, Billy, for making us sound fantastic. We do appreciate you and all that you do. Thank you, Billy. We love you. And thank you for listening. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us if you aren't doing so already. Mash that button. And don't read the Latin. Top of the world, man! You know what horror is.